0: Hey, what's up? It is your Thursday edition of Locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley here with you. As always, and on today's show, I am joined by a very special guest. Earlier this week, I sat down with Kayla Gray, the wonderful reporter covering the sidelines for the Toronto Raptors during TSN broadcasts of games this year. Also is the host of the wonderful show, The Shift and Anchor Sports Center. Kayla is one of the very best people I know in all of sports media, and I am very happy she was able to come on the show today. We talked about life on the road, getting to know the team in sort of a more up-close and personal way, as as the sideline reporter and kind of the responsibility she feels as one of the only people with real access to the team this season considering all the COVID restrictions. It's a really great chat. Kayla's so much fun and I really hope you enjoy it. Also, I'm going to hit quickly off the top on the news that the Raptors have canceled their practice for Thursday. Uh, ominous stuff that you don't like to hear. We'll get to all that on today's episode of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for being here. Oh, because like, when I shot I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of mess. So. What's going on? episode number 1075 Locked on Raptors for Thursday, December the 9th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure to check out the podcast free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff that those apps ask you to do to support shows. It's much appreciated. And a reminder, you can subscribe to the show on YouTube and join our YouTube community and see my face every single day uh thank you again as always as well for making us your first listen of the day okay Let's get into it on today's show. Kayla Gray is coming up momentarily. We're going to talk to Kayla about life on the road, covering the Raptors as a sideline reporter, traveling with the team this season. The, you know, kind of weird dynamic that is her being one of the only people with access to the team this season, the sort of up close and personal access that typically most beat reporters would get, just not the same this year with COVID. And Kayla, you know, talked a lot about the sort of responsibility she feels to pass along players' stories in a way that other people simply can't right now. We also talked about Pascal Siakam and the way he's kind of come along as a person coming out of his shell, stepping into the leadership role this season and how she's seen that unfold. And I also reveal to her that they are selling Leela's roti and doubles at the arena now. And it's been now two months of the season and she did not know this. And it was a very hilarious interaction when she found out. And uh, if you saw her Twitter last night, uh, we recorded this Wednesday. If you saw her Twitter last night, she was very impressed with the jerk chicken roti, baby. Uh, so I'm happy I could do that service in this podcast. It's a big monument mental moment but we will get to that in a sec I just want to quickly note the news today that the Raptors have canceled their practice for Thursday out of an abundance of caution quote unquote per the team uh, due to the health and safety, health and safety protocols. We don't know what this means. Obviously, abundance of caution could mean a lot of different things. Maybe there's just like a a one, you know, sort of potential contact tracing thing or whatever. There's a potential, you know, close contact of a positive case. We have no idea. They haven't given us any details. So it's not really worth speculating until we kind of see what happens here. We haven't had any word yet about what is going to happen with the game tomorrow against the Knicks, who might be available, who might not be. That's kind of all the update we have on that as of right now. I just wanted to make sure I noted that I have seen that news. That news did happen in case you have missed it or in case you're listening to this in the afternoon on Thursday and thinking, hey, that was some big news. Why didn't you mention that? That's why. Um, Either way, we are done with that and hopefully things are resolved when it comes to the COVID protocols very briefly here with the team. With that, let's get to the conversation now with Kayla Gray from TSN, host of The Shift, anchor of Center, and sideline reporter for your Toronto Raptors on TSN's broadcast this year. It's a really fun chat. Enjoy. All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors, a very special guest who I'm very happy to have here. One of the most talented and honestly kindest people I've ever met in sports media in my time. It is Kayla Gray, sideline reporter extraordinaire, covering your Toronto Raptors for TSN, also the host of The Shift and anchoring sports ah. Center. Kayla, thanks for punching down and hanging out today. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Did you also hear my dog that was like, wait a second, she's kind? I don't think so. <laughs> um, and I'm also like, is he only calling me kind because I gave you m ms at one time in the Meteor row? Honestly, no, no, no. Much for having me, uh, John. That was nice,
0: though. Uh, it was nice. You came rolling around with a giant bag of M&M's. I'm assuming they were comped by TSN or the Raptors or something. No, they were most <laughs>
1: definitely comped by the Raptors. <laughs> we get vouchers. I know you know oh, yeah. how much these mms cost in stadiums you know my ass is not paying for them so it you're is insane welcome.
0: Kayla we'll do it <laughs> aside on like the the so just full disclosure the media this year because there's no media room for us to eat food yeah. in, uh they're giving us vouchers to go and buy concessions to where Santa as our dinner and there's always like a fun game you play where it's like oh I get this one thing and can I add a bag of candy and it fits under the the price of the voucher never does the can, the candy <laughs> itself is like the price of a voucher so uh it, I don't take those M&Ms you passed along to me while we were watching the Cavs play the Raptors uh, lightly, Kayla. It was a lovely time getting a shit and chat. That, that was also the day where I planted the seed of you coming on the podcast. So um, big times and very happy. And here year. I am. Yeah, oh, yeah. and
1: I guess I should, should say and be rude but not rude and be like no, no. I might pick up my phone for like one second because Damian Warner was just announced as Canada's top athlete. I was on the committee hey. that voted him there.
0: That's amazing, number one. Number two, if you have to pause the podcast and Warner. we're not here to talk, to here Damian to talk Warner, about Damian Warner. Yeah. No, we're
1: not here to talk about Damian Warner. We're here to talk, <laughs> talk about the Raptors. But I just want to let the yeah. folks know at home, if I'm looking down, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to do multiple things at no, once, no, no. like it's, Sean Woodley does so well.
0: Yeah, the Lou Marsh uh, Award is big. I thought Vladdy or Alfonso Davies might win it, but Damian Warner, Stop literally it. the best Stop athlete now. in the world. Stop now. it Next year is Ken Birch's year. Uh, Kayla, uh, let's <laughs> – Let's dive into your life as a sideline reporter. You've taken over the job uh, on the TSN broadcast this year full-time, and you're doing, I, I must say, you and Amy Audibert as the dueling sideline reporters for the team have been absolutely fantastic to watch. It's really added a ton to the broadcast. Super happy to have you on there, um, but you're kind of an interesting spot. You're traveling with the team, but it's kind of weird COVID travel. You are getting access to the team, but it's probably a little bit less than the typical access would be, but still more access than most people have. What's (laughs) the sort of adjustment to the sideline life been for you? It seems like it's kind of a whirlwind of a job.
1: Yeah, it's been honestly a lot of fun, and I think for me, like as much as I like, come off fun and I like to kiki and whatnot. I love to tell stories. Um, mm-hmm. So anytime you have the opportunity to properly develop that, I can't stress enough how important it is for the broadcast. I feel like um, mm-hmm. to just sort of use tidbits that you learn at shoot around or be able to like bank and build up storylines. And like games have a funny way of being like Uh uh-huh fred is going to the mid-range game y'all talked about that before or what have (laughs) you right so um yeah uh, that piece i think has been really really beneficial um also facetime too and and then for me like getting used to 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 travel but also building a little bit more empathy and knowing like how tough it is like Mm -hmm. i don't think people understand the the wear and tear of like constantly being on planes i myself have like this thing where it's like literally every time I get off a flight, I'm ten pounds heavier because of water weight because of the water retention <laughs> on the plane. and and um you know, so I, I also am not a professional athlete, so what was really me? like you're fine girl. um but but yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting to kind of see the dynamics on the road.
0: All right, we are going to continue on our conversation with Kayla Gray in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about Shopify. Cha-ching, you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their Product. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point of sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses. So, upstarts can, uh, you know, and startups as well can establish, get their things sold, sold everywhere. That's what I meant to say. They can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Again, all those tools that the big businesses get you have access to now. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed. From down the street to around the globe, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It also allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates. Rates, profit margins and beyond go to shopify.com slash locked on nba that is shopify.com slash locked on nba all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of feature grow your business with shopify today go to shopify.com slash locked on nba right now shopify.com slash locked on nba and today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Truebill. Do you know why free trials uh, d- like renew without your consent? It's because it's a scam. These companies are trying to take your money and not let you get it back because you've paid for something or signed up for a free trial or something and you've forgotten to cancel and then boom, your money becomes their money because you have not canceled your subscription. Well, it's Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want, need, or simply forgot that you signed up for. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill, because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it easy, incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions with one tap and your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I have this problem all the time. I sign up for a thing I need one time for a month free trial. I forget and then boom, 30 bucks is coming out of my account for whatever the item might be because I'm a fool and I forget things and I don't have Truebill yet. Well, guess what? Now I do for those unwanted subscriptions going forward. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million today. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, let's get back to it. My conversation with Kayla Gray continues on now. Yeah, you should be like me, by the way, Kayla, and just never drink water. Always forget to drink water. Right? No water weight to hold. Uh, I'm constantly at my leanest because I I, for, I have alarm set. I always hit snooze. It's very bad. Um, wow. <laughs> it's Kayla. It's a problem. Like I, I always wake up in the morning being like. Am I dying?
1: <laughs> but oh it's my not. God. It's just, I'm not if drinking enough water. And it's a problem. H2O, this is ridiculous now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I need to get one of those bottles that, like, bullies you throughout the day. Uh, it's like, drink water, you moron. Are you drinking water? <laughs> you haven't drank water yet, you fool. You're going to die. Um, not on the concept, of the, on the topic of water. Uh, in terms of the, like, the face time you're getting with the players, I, I gotta ask you, like, That has to be kind of a cool thing. You mentioned the empathy you're kind of building up in the sort of stories that you're going. Like, what's your sort of day-to-day on a non-game day when it comes to interacting with players? Like, you're on the road, obviously. They just kind of... I would imagine there's, like, more of a willingness from the players to let someone who is traveling along with them and kind of going through the grind at the same time in a little bit more, no?
1: Yeah, I guess everyone's honestly like nice. Like you know, there's times where you might bump into people um, in elevators and in passing and whatnot. But to be honest, Sean, like I listen, I'm from Scarborough, okay. So my rule is like, if it's not my business, I mind my business, okay. So um, I I just think that that's how uh, it. It certainly helps for the work aspect is to let people's free time be their free time. Sure. Um. And, and I think that uh, at the end of the day, that does build a little bit respect on on both sides. I also need my free time. We talk about players not wanting to be around us. Well, what if we don't want to be around them all the time? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Everyone's cool. But, but yeah, like I think, um, I think that you really realize that, you know, not that you're on the court with them or whatever, but, but you do become, in a sense, kind of connected that you all are kind of going through the same experience together. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that does lead to a little bit more willingness to talk when, when you when the time comes to talk. But I think for me, I'm a big proponent of personal boundaries, and I try yep. my best to respect that at all times.
0: Are you finding this year, Kayla? As I mentioned earlier, you know it's not the same full level of access or anything like that that a typical reporter would have, you know, mm-hmm. traveling around the team. But like, considering that there are like ten people who get to sit in the press room to ask Nick Nurse questions, and it's you know, for me when I go to games, unless I'm sitting in the nice seats with you, uh, I'm just like I'm literally walking in the building. I'm turning right. I'm getting a roti, and then I'm going up the elevator, and then I'm just there, and then I leave.
1: Where are roti? Oh, Lila's is on
0: the first floor. It's uh, it's like right across from the uh, media elevator. Leela's roti and doubles. How That's...
1: am I just finding out that there are doubles being served at Scotia Bank? This is
0: oh, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. This is yeah, this is a game changer. I've Wait, about sorry, about before. Wait, I'm sorry, Nick. We'll talk about you yeah. in a second, but about <laughs> the doubles
1: though. Um, yeah. Okay. Back to your point. Now I really yeah. No, I,
0: it. I don't even know where my point was. No, I am saying like yeah, the access is obviously not the same to cover the team. Do you feel like there's an extra sort of like onus on you as someone who kind of does have an avenue in to talk to these guys, like to sort of get their stories out a little bit more of a sort of profound way than there would have been when, you know, if you go to practice and there's 10, 15 people, there all doing one-on-ones and it's kind of more of a egalitarian access system. I just, by the circumstance, you're kind of one of the most, you might be the most plugged in voice for the team right now.
1: Right. I think that there is a huge, huge level um, of responsibility to ensure that you are continuously getting stories out there. Um, As people know, in Canada, we have that weird thing where we split the games, of course, with Sportsnet and TSN. And we love them both because we all travel together. Um, Hmm. But uh, there's still, I think, an onus on me to show up for the Sportsnet broadcast. Um, and that is because of FaceTime, but it's also, you know, for me is I, I don't like to half-ass my job. I like to full-ass it. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, if I do have a broadcast, let's say Friday, if there was a game Wednesday, I'm not trying to miss anything. Um, sure. And I do not take that responsibility lightly um, to be kind of so privileged to be around um, players and coaches to get that type of information. And especially in times of covid Um, uh, I I think that that's why I try to ask as many questions as I possibly can. Um, But there are honestly with, you know this Sean, sometimes there are times where you don't need to speak (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you Mm -hmm. don't need to feel like you have to ask the question because the question has already been asked and it's been answered Mm -hmm. in a certain way. I think that we work with people that are very smart um, and then ask intelligent questions and sometimes the answers are through that so there's no point of just sort of like going up to someone to talk to them just to talk to them if that makes sense um sure. and so i do feel as though we are so lucky with like you know nurse um who gives amazing quotes fred all of a sudden like not all of a sudden he's always been the quote machine right but you mm-hmm. know pascal now um and, and I think, you know, OG gives very intelligent uh, um, answers as well. Um, I, I think we're very fortunate to have a team that, that gives so much, mm-hmm. um, especially when sometimes you look around in the league and not that many people are that willing and that's their personal choice. But uh, I think when it comes to story building, the Raptors do it right. You know, you look at Open Gym, you look at their social media presence as well. You truly do feel a part of the experience on game days.
0: I gotta say, I was thinking about this over the weekend too, with uh, F one and the crazy finish they've got coming up with the winner take all race this weekend, yeah. and how like Drive to Survive and Open Gym are kind of the two cool. examples all of, a of it like
1: like an F one. <laughs> F1 fan up early on Sunday mornings talking about, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, you it's better crazy. win me. It's ridiculous. Because of plus, yeah. It's because unbelievable. Of because of that also, series. Yeah,
0: screw Verstappen. We're going, we're team uh, Mercedes all the way here. Listen, um, after that, like-
1: after that first step uh, Daniel Ricciardo, little situation at the beginning, season one, if you know, you know, I'm not for Verstappen because he just looks like a dweeb first and foremost. Yep. Um, I, I, so, yeah, no, I, I don't root for him, but yes, to that point, um, Talk about storytelling, talk about being able to tell stories in a way, and I think that we all should strive for this as journalists, to bring yeah. people who not might not be in that space to a point where they feel like they can still relate, um, sure. you know, and, and I think that Open Gym does such a beautiful job of not only weaving what you see on the court, um, but you also understand too, like when you talk to fans, ask them what the final score was in any game. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're not going to remember. <laughs> And that's it's literally my
0: job, because, and I couldn't tell you what the score of the Wizards game. Me
1: neither. Was. I literally, <laughs> I literally will be doing like a post game intro. I'm like you know what? How much y'all win by or lose by? You're like, like you know what I mean? But what do we remember? We always remember the feel. And Mm -hmm. if you can tell stories that way to help evoke that, and you can still do that with stats. Stats people do not get at me. You can still (laughs) evoke emotion with stats, right? Mm -hmm. And properly telling stories through your numbers. I'm not trying to say that you cannot do that anymore. That does not work. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's that to me is what makes it so good. What makes open gym so good is you're seeing the play on the court, but you're also seeing the play off of it, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. seeing, the family dynamic, who these men are off the court, um, the ways in which they give back to community, the ways in which uh, they are close with each other, they joke with each other, they, you know, um, that to me, I think it, it, it really is beautiful in terms of storytelling.
0: Speaking of storytelling, Kayla, you had mentioned that during games, you're constantly telling stories and, and that's kind of you're always, okay, what's this next little nugget I can use to complement this mm-hmm. thing going on in the game? I have to ask you, I've never really understood the sort of day-to-day, like the hour-by-hour of a sideline reporter at a sporting Uh event. I've never really understood well, it. I know that they pop up when I'm playing 2K and give me some like uh, some lines. I know that they're obviously doing the sideline reporting and you know passing along word on injury and stuff like that. But like, take me through like start of the game. Oh my gosh. What's your sort of like? What are you doing to kind of do the job in the moments where you're not on TV? Which again, on TV, you're there for like what? Maybe two minutes in the entire game. Right. Obviously, yeah. a lot more goes into it.
1: Yeah, and and I think people forget that because it's like. Uh, for For me, example, I love to dress up on the sidelines, right? So you might mm-hmm. see an outfit. She might look a little cute, But when I show up, I be very clear, I show up prepared. And it starts before the game. So for me, typically, what I do, is I'm the loser that watches games back, and I watch the opponent's last game, too, to help prepare. Um, Obviously, PR does a really good job of providing us with game notes. We have our stats, all that stuff kind of prepared. The numbers, right? How the numbers tell the story. Um, But then, of course, as you know, there's practices in between where we have that opportunity to follow up on games of four, to follow up on storylines that might have, and seeds that might have been planted at the start of the season. Um, And so what I have is like an old dusty notepad. I'm trying to look for it, but it's over there right now. And I'm always like going through and be like, oh, French section and add this quote, right? Or, hey, yeah. this section and add this quote. And uh, it, it's a really, it's a hot mess um, by the time it's done. But honestly, I use a lot of these things as reference. And if I don't get into one game, somehow I get it in the other. Um, and so I'm constantly doing that. Your phone's your best friend, your recorder. Um, So, you know, that then leads us to game day. Shoot around if there's players available. You're able to talk to them. If I'm on the road um, before they shoot, I can grab two or three guys. Um, you're working then on transcribing everything, putting it back into your raggedy notebook and seeing how things align. You're also communicating with your producers to make sure that they're aligned with the stories that you're looking to tell during the games. Um, mm. And then it's fun. It's game day. You're there and you are literally in a reactionary mode. Um, all that prep sometimes can just go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you're checking your lineups. For example, Bucks, right? All this story about yeah. Scotty versus Giannis. I had all my stats, I had all my stories, my quotes from, from 905, my quotes from this, my quotes from that. Um, and then what, five minutes before tip, we learned that Giannis was out. And so you just have to pivot from there, right? Um, and so, yeah, that that I think to me is is what game day is. But it's it so helps to be prepared um, to have that knowledge going in because you never know what you might need. Um, and then obviously, yeah, so game day is shoot around, going back, continuing to work on those notes, coming to the game, game playing out. Um, Halftime catching up with the coach to, just, to figure out if, uh, what they're thinking when it comes to adjustments for the second half or what they're liking in the first half. Um, and then, yeah, if the rappers win, you see me do that post game interview walk
0: off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to ask too, because uh, I've always been fascinated by like the process by which the injury news is passed along. I've always had in my head: guy gets hurt, goes to the back, reporter goes back and is like sleuthing around the room has the head in the, in the door. Like, what's going on? Can I get some word? Right. that can't be how it actually goes. No, but maybe it not, is. That's okay, not
1: how it goes. no, and and that is across the board. <laughs> Um, listen, we have Raptors, and I'm not just saying this because I work with them a lot. Um, have a really solid PR communications team um, yeah. where they they already know, like if someone's walking to back to the locker room, they're already making eye contact. You'd be like, "Don't worry, Gray, I got you." <laughs> like, and they update as they as they can. Um, I think obviously security is a concern. You don't want to be all up in there. We are still adhering to COVID-19 protocols. Still yeah. on the floor. Um, so yeah, you know, you're constantly in communication with team PR and whatnot. And you know, if there is an injury, if someone's not coming back, they do a really good job of um, giving that information as best as they possibly can. And as quick as they can, because here, listen, at the end of the day, if Gary Trent Jr. hurts himself and is not coming back to the game as a fan, if you don't see him in the game, you're asking questions.
0: So it's yeah. better
1: to get ahead on that always.
0: Sure. Sure. I will I'm glad to know that it's not like a weird sleuthing thing where there's like dueling reporters no! like fighting each other to hit, get their head in the, and look at oh, the injured no. player I on know. the table. I, that's good. That's, that's
1: <laughs> the thing. It's like, I think what's, <clears throat> in baseball, I feel like there's such emphasis on like being first. I don't know. So-and-so had it first. First, 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 first. Whereas where I respect hmm. our group is like, we just want to be right
0: yeah I, that's right. i mean i've talked uh, plenty about the people who are first 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 and how much i dislike that whole uh mm-hmm. you know i
1: don't i that, don't care to do that anymore oh my god that being like, you the know, you you be on twitter is, and everybody's like yeah. tweeting the same thing and it's like all
0: right yeah. well shout out to our friend sean hyken i also got the email uh-huh. on this thing that happened uh <laughs> All right, we're going to finish up the chat with Kayla Gray in just a second here. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Stance. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. And I'm going to tell you right now. I have Stance socks, I have Stance underwear, and they are gonna send me some as well. And I did not expect that, but I was very happy to hear it because I'm already a customer and I already think there's stuff. Rocks and they have so many designs covering all the different areas of interest in pop culture. In particular, they got MLB socks and NBA socks. I have tons of these just kind of floating around. I got basketballs on my feet, I've got NBA players, full bodied NBA players on my feet sometimes. It's weird, but they're wonderful and extremely, extremely comfortable. I can't recommend stance enough stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in that those who feel good do good go see for yourself register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase it's the promo code locked on and you apply that at checkout and you will get that 15% discount enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance and now let's wrap up my conversation with Kayla Gray from TSN I want to ask you a couple quick ones about the team, Kayla. Uh, You know, so they've been home now for the first time for an extended period all season long. And now, I guess by extension, like a year and a half. It seems like they've talked a lot about how this time home has been just good to kind of get centered and get their practice time in, which they haven't had in years Like, what do you think this homestand has done for the team just in terms of kind of like helping it coalesce? And, you know, do you think it's a coincidence that the defense has started to look good the last three games while they've been at home kind of enjoying this home cooking?
1: Yeah. And well, I think context matters. Right. So it's like think about all these young guys, rookies who don't really have experience of what an NBA home crowd could mean. But then you couple that with the Freds and the Pascal's and the OGs of the world who really understand what it is to miss the home crowd because they were in Tampa, and let's be mm-hmm. honest, they were nice where that Tampa crowd wasn't really going for the Raptors that same night. Yeah, so you There's have a lot of taco like, fall chance, right. If I recall. Yeah, yeah, so you have these <laughs> like total opposite extremes of understanding of energy, um, where it's like you know you're you're looking at a Scotty, right? did so well in his collegiate career, because you're on the road, you want to be that villain, you want to be that bad guy, right? So, so you have these total opposites that now have to meet on home court, where we did see them struggle. Um, And it's not to say that, like, I mean, Fred's numbers are actually really, really good on the road. Like, uh, I was looking at, like, um, the amount of games that he's scored 30 plus and a majority of them have actually been on the road, but what the fifty-four Fred was so well, on
0: the road too, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Like yeah. what, what he does so well is he plays up to crowd um, you saw in that bucks game, especially late, Fred's putting up the hands loud, loud. And, and I honestly, not that you want to bank on your, like to, to say, Oh, bright spot in the losses, but there was a, there, I forget what game it was. There was a game three minutes in, they were down bad, bad Memphis. and the crowd left early three minute mark scotch bank out now let me tell you something this entire season what i will say about a group that you're still trying to figure out what are they what aren't they adjustments people coming in people going out right um what i will say is this is a team that really knows how to keep fans in their seats (laughs) until that memphis game where it was like a three minute mark and fans left do you know how important that is for the young guys to see these fans will leave you a they, yeah. They don't play. They don't play. They'll leave you. You know, I used to and I and I used to say, Ottawa Senator fans, as much as we want to talk about attendance, they are the best fans in the real in the world. Why? Because they're the realest. You ain't putting on the product for me to stay. My ass is going home. What do I need to stay here yeah. for? And
0: it's and for like young, hard to leave that arena too. It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. nowhere.
1: exactly. So, <laughs> but I think it's good for the young guys to see because you really understand that you cannot take home court advantage for like you you can't take that for advantage so it's like you know when you then see how much it can play into you how, how you can hype uh, how you can get hyped off at the energy that's how you feed the runs and mm-hmm. we really started to see that I think against Milwaukee now granted late in the game hot mess we will not touch that. Um, but but when the crowd shows up for you in those ways, and you have the Washington blowouts, like you can't help but to see the energy, especially amongst the team and play, um, stay mm-hmm. consistent as opposed to riding the waves. So uh, I I like this homestand experience uh, experiment in December, to be yeah. honest, and then you yeah. set the tone for the next year. Because what, January, we're we're on the road for like two weeks, eh? (laughs) The schedule
0: is nuts because it's like 17 of their 21 home games are within like this month. And then they go on the road for like a good, and then they finish with like 8 of 10 at home. I don't think I've ever seen like a crazier road home split schedule ever. It's
1: It's so wild. And I will share that, you know conversations have been had about the schedule. I mean, I'm sure every team
0: does that, but but
1: conversations have been had about the schedule. Um, And yeah, I think like mid what, January, I I was looking, I was like, oh, we're off to Detroit. Wait, we're not back until like January 21st. Wow. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That'll be a fun one. Uh, Yeah. uh, Plenty of oscillations and water weight while you're flying around the country during that. Listen, if uh, I'm
1: coming home like this, I'm going to need everybody at Scotiabank Arena to mind their business. Okay. (laughs) Give me two months. (laughs) Give me two months to get rid of that water, water retention.
0: Uh, I'm currently working on the, uh, you know, fast food retention. I'm doing quite well. (laughs) Uh, Let's uh, last one here. I want to ask you about Pascal Siakam. You mentioned him sort of coming out of his shell a little bit this year uh, and kind of being more open, like it's very clear from even a very not plugged in point that he is like a different dude this year, sort of like demeanor-wise. Like, is that something that you're like noticing like on the road oh, yeah. with the team, like picking up, like, oh yeah, this guy's just completely different? And, and like, what has been different about him from your past dealings with him?
1: Yeah. I mean, Pascal's always like, you know, to me been great, but maybe I, I view things in a different lens is you know, you have sure. to understand sometimes. Uh, when we deal with younger players coming in, you have to understand um, the why, right? These guys just love to ball. They just love to yeah. play. And so the extras of media relations, that, that takes a while to come. The extras of community service, for some that might take a while to come. Pascal has never had those issues because he's been you know, someone who has uh, prioritized giving back. Um, mm-hmm. For some, regiment might be the thing. So it's like, uh, I feel like with Pascal, you looked at him play when he was healthy and you understood the why. The man sure. just loves the ball. He loves the game, right? Um, it's, it's then getting to a point where you start being, where you're able and capable to start translating that to other people and other people, mm-hmm. including us media. Um, I think as much as you don't wish injury on anyone, the injury did help in a sense because it gave him a backseat seat um, to see the game in a whole completely different way.
0: Sure. Um,
1: and I will tell you on the road, you look at timeouts and Pascal's the loudest one up in there. Um, mm-hmm. Super encouraging, always going to guys to lend what he's seeing um, from his uh, point of view. Um, you know, and, and, and even being around him, you just get a sense that he just missed it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's certain like levels and he's been super open about um, what an injury did to him mentally. Um, yeah. and, and just, you, you see it when he's out there now, there's, there's a level of joy. Um, that has really, really been there. And sometimes when you when you find a piece of joy, you want to share that with everyone. And I think yeah. that that's just what we're seeing in, in terms of his media relations.
0: Yeah, it's been great to see. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of, I, I think he's kind of talked about this too, this sort of learning like the leadership ropes of the team as well. Mm-hmm. And, kind of stepping and that's into difficult. That role and, yeah. That is
1: difficult. I, Nick Nurse had joked, Kawhi oh, was just there, right? But mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes being just there in the locker room does a lot. And, mm-hmm. and there's a certain sense when you think you're you're maturing as a person, it, there's a level of knowing yourself, knowing how you can contribute to a locker room. So you look at like a guy at the, in the past, like Danny Green, very vocal guy, mm-hmm. that's his style, that's how he leads. And so now you have this new wave, Kyle's no longer there. It was very clear kind of who was leading that. Um, mm-hmm. Fred is a leader. Pascal is a leader, but OG also leads in his own separate ways. So it's just finding out uh, how everyone, you know, meshes with each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the loss of Kyle, while, you know, it sucks to lose Kyle Lowry, I think it's pretty clear from like sort of what they were saying in the preseason that there was like a, sort of level of refreshment, honestly. Like, oh, we can just, this is our team now. We're 27 years old. We can kind of take this over on Fred and and Pascal's side in particular, which, you know, I, I don't think you can understate how much that sort of, like it seems like Pascal is taking on that sort of responsibility happily, yes. but like he didn't have the sort of need to do it before. So you can see why it might be, you know, sort of a difficult thing to kind of ease into when it's not really your natural state of being for your first five years in the NBA or whatever it's been, which is crazy. I don't know how it's been. Five yeah, years Pascal it, in the it, NBA, it goes, it goes oh by so fast. And I'm
1: like, Oh, really? <laughs> I've
0: known y'all that long. Yeah. Oh, time is fake. That's how cool. Always I a again? good reminder. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, um, like, it's, it's,
1: it's always <laughs> hilarious to like, remember that I'm, literally their age well I'm, yeah. I'm older than everyone on the team except for Kem and Goron.
0: yeah i've uh i think a chris boucher is just ahead of me uh and then Kem and Goron. i think that's about all i got I, i'm, I'm re- quickly running out of real estate i will soon be older than all the players <laughs> and i'm not looking forward to it kayla
1: if you um, if you think this way about how you feel being old Ask all the older media members in media. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I
0: make fun of Blake about this all the time. Don't worry. I know, like just as Blake. He's well past now. He's the oldest guy in the room. When he's not there in the room anymore, he's gone to mainstream now. But anyway, Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Kayla, this has been an absolute delight. We'll have to do it again sometime because I can talk to you all freaking day. But thank you so much for taking time out of Lou Marsh Day to chat and uh, hopefully see you soon. And I'll mooch some more M and M's off of you. Anything that people should know about with the shift or anything coming up?
1: Yes, The Shift. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that we're almost wrapped on season one. Wow. Um, but please continue to follow us at the shift underscore sports. You're going to get your episodes, all the things. A couple of special guests coming out to round out our year, including one that's very good at shooting basketballs. Um, So, yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> it's all I got. It could be you. It could be me. It could <laughs> no, be it's so not me. Who knows? Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't shot a basketball in uh, 20 months. The next time I do, it will be... Oh my Embarrassing gosh. and I, sad and probably. I painful. was doing
1: sideline for a game, and like five basketballs came my way, and I had no—I didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so I was like, "Damn, this is so embarrassing." I should probably like act like I'm—I'm I'm supposed to be here, but I'm like, "Sure." Oh, oh. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, here we are.
0: Yeah, you gotta. Not everyone can be Megan McPeak, where she's amazing no. at broadcasting and also better than everybody in media at no. basketball. It's uh mm-hmm. you know—it's a difficult thing to have both skills, but Kayla. You are amazing at the broadcast side of things. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. Go check out thank Kayla you. on Raptors Broadcasts, of course, and on the Shift and Sports Center. We will talk to you soon, and uh, that is going to do it for today's episode. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on all your favorite podcast apps for absolutely free. And now go make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day as they're breaking down all of the betting action across the sports world with your boy Q and Lee Sterling breaking it down each day. Winning you some money, that'll do it. We'll talk to you again Friday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Bye-bye.